Good morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, if you are visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we do have visitors cards in the pulpit. In the pulpit. <laughs> in the um, pew in front of you. If you'd like to take one and fill it out, you can drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. Um, so just to go ahead and let you know, Gary is not here this morning. Um, he has a stomach virus, and so I'm wearing a lot of hats today. So I'm a little bit frazzled, but we're going to get through it. And so that's why I just said in the pulpit. So anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and share just a few announcements and uh, prayer concerns with you this morning. Uh, first, I want to let you know uh, there will not be Dorcas tomorrow. Dorcas has been canceled for tomorrow morning, and the Jonah study has been canceled for tomorrow morning. Um, so because he is sick and our secretary is on vacation, um, the church office will also probably be closed tomorrow morning for a little while because I have to go to the hospital um, to be with someone during surgery. So just be aware that that is going on. Um, and if you need me, just give me a call on my cell phone and I'll be glad to help you out however I can. Um, next Sunday is the deadline to register and turn in your deposit for Deep Impact Kids. Um, so if you have a uh, son or daughter that is in first through fifth grade that would like to go to Deep Impact Kids with us, we're going to Camp Munda Vista. Um, I have paperwork over here on each side um, for you to pick up if you'd like more information about that or if you have questions, please feel free to just ask me and I'll be glad to answer those for you. Um, the youth will be attending a youth rally this evening at Jonesboro Heights Baptist Church. Um, we will meet here at church at 515, and then they will return uh, back to church by 8 o'clock at the latest. Um, so parents, just please be aware of that. Um, have your students here by 515 so that we can leave and head over there um, to the church. There will be a children's committee meeting this Wednesday at 6.30 in the youth room. So if you are on the children's committee, please make plans to attend that. Uh, if you can't attend, just let me know and I can get those notes to you. Um, children's Sunday will be March the 31st. So at the end of this month, our children will be leading us in worship. Um, we're so excited to give them this opportunity. And I still have a couple of spots open if you have a student who would like to participate in that service in any kind of way, um, whether it be through prayer, reading scripture, anything like that. Just see me after church and we'll be sure to get them plugged into that. Several prayer requests to share this morning as well. Uh, we want to be praying for the Marjorie Bridges family. Miss Marjorie did pass away this week, and we had her funeral here on Wednesday, but we want to continue praying for her family during this time. Uh, Kay Gray's sister-in-law, Cornelia Carpenter, passed away Friday, and she will be having the funeral for that um, tomorrow. Jerry Nance is at home from the hospital, um, but now Miss Judith has bronchitis, um, so please be praying for her. Um, she is at home. And then uh, Bailey Hunter will be having outpatient surgery tomorrow morning at UNC on her thumb. Um, so we're going to be praying for her. And then Irene Cotton's brother-in-law, Wade Derrick, is in the hospital, so we want to be praying for him. And then Jerome Boyer, that is Jessica Smith's dad. We want to be lifting him up in prayer as well. Will you go to God in prayer with me now? 
Heavenly Father, it's good to be in your house to worship you this morning. God, we thank you for the sunshine and the warmth that we're beginning to feel outside. God, that is so welcomed after such a rainy season that we've had. God, I pray that you just be with us now, that you would open our hearts to receive what it is that you have for us, God, that we would be attentive to listen for you, and that we would be eager to worship your name. God, I also want to lift up all these people that we just mentioned on our prayer concern list, God. Just pray that you be with each one. You know all their needs, God, and we're trusting you to take care of them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. take your hymnals and turn to number 417, Trusting Jesus. And let's stand as we sing.
Our most gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day, for the blessings that you've given us, and for the opportunities that you will present us through this day. And now, Father, I ask that you be with us as we receive the message that you will deliver to us today. And please accept these offerings and these tithes. Bless them and use them to further your kingdom on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. standing and turn to number 411 please.
Well, good morning. Whoa. That time change is hurting some of us. How are y'all doing? Are you awake? Some of you. Okay, some of you are. All right. Do you guys like sports? Yes. You. Yes. Okay. What do you think is the most popular sport in the world? What do you think? You had to guess. Basketball, baseball, football, soccer. You're right. It's soccer. How about that? So, soccer is one of the most popular sports in the world. Um, do any of you guys watch soccer? Have you watched soccer before? You play soccer. Okay. So, you will probably know what this means then. Okay. What does it mean if a referee holds up this card? Do you know? You used to play soccer. Oh, okay. That's... Woo, now. Okay. All right. That's all right. That's good that you've never gotten one of these. That's good. So if the referee pulls this out in a game of soccer, that means that the person that they're pulling the card on has done something either unsportsmanlike or dangerous. So, like, if a player kicks the soccer ball out of the goalie's hands, that's dangerous. And so they get a yellow card. Okay, now what if they pull out a red card? What do you think a red card means? This is a warning. What does this mean? Don't do it. That's what it surely means. But what else does it mean? Yep, it means you're out of the game, buddy. You keep it up, you're out. So red card, you're done. Yellow card, it's a warning. They're saying... All right, man, like, we understand. Sometimes you make mistakes. We're going to forgive you. You've got another chance. But red card, that's it. You're out. So you get two chances. Well, you get one chance, right? One chance. In baseball, how many chances do you get before you're out? Three. Three strikes, and then you're out, right? Yeah, soccer's pretty tough, man. That's, that is not a lot of chances to mess up, right? So, how many times do you think a person should mess, if they mess up and they need your forgiveness, how many, how many times do you think you should forgive them if a person messes up? One time? One time? That's, that's like soccer. No. Okay. What do, what do you think? How many times do you think? Just, y'all are mean. At least two or three. Okay, well, that's, that's a little bit more lenient. However, do you know that one day Peter was talking with Jesus and he asked him, he said, how many times should I forgive someone who sins against me? Should I forgive him seven times? Now, Peter thought that was pretty generous. Going by what you guys said, that's pretty generous, I would say, as well. So Peter thought this was pretty generous, right? He said, what about seven times? Jesus said, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Do you know how many times that is? 499 times. That is a lot of times, right? Do you think you would lose count of that? Definitely. So that's, that's kind of the point, guys. Jesus is saying that we should forgive other people. We should not hold a grudge against them. We should forgive them 
over and over again because Jesus has forgiven us when we didn't deserve it or earn it, right? That's a lot of times. So that's what I want you guys to remember this week, okay? When someone does something wrong to you, we have to forgive them because God has forgiven us and he gives us that strength to be able to do that. We may not be able to do it right away. It may be hard sometimes to do that and take a little bit of time. But eventually, with a lot of prayer and trusting in God, we can get there, okay? So, we're not going to forgive how many times did you guys say? One? No. We're going to do what? Seventy times seven. And that's how many times? 499. It's actually 490. Miss Taylor can't do math. So, just so you guys know, 490, okay? So, that's what we're going to do this week, all right? All right, let's say a prayer together. Dear God, I'm so thankful for these children that are here this morning. And God, we're even more thankful for your forgiveness. God, we thank you that you forgive us so, so many times. Help us to forgive others when they do us wrong, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If I may take a a moment of personal privilege here. I am so grateful to this church. I'm so glad to be back here today. And we are looking forward. I've been here the last two Wednesday nights. And um, so I am glad to be here on a Sunday morning uh, to worship with you. Here's our scripture reading from Micah, the seventh chapter. Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression from the remnant of his inheritance, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we pray that you would reveal to us now what it is that you have prepared for us to receive. We acknowledge that we are sinners in need of your forgiveness each and every day. Help us not to forget that and take that for granted. God, I pray that you would help us to give forgiveness to those who have wronged us, as that is not always an easy thing for us to do. And finally, I would ask that you would help us to forgive ourselves. We need you, Father. Help us to always allow you to help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
So we're going to do things a little bit different this morning. Um, I'm not going to ask you to stand for our scripture reading um, because I have, I'm using different sections of scripture. And so I don't want you guys to be standing for that long. So we're just going to not do that this morning, okay? Um, so as a minister, there are a few things that can happen that you never want to happen. Um, this morning when I had my alarm clock go off, I looked at my phone and I had a text from Lunette and I was like, oh my gosh, why is Lunette texting me? Like, I hope everything's okay. And so I look and she's like, Gary is sick. And I said, oh boy, that means I'm up. And so, <laughs> and so I reached over and I was like, Kevin, Kevin, um, today is the day. I said, you know how Gary always tells me that I should have a sermon in my back pocket? And he was like, yeah. And he goes, you don't have one, do you? I said, yes, I do. I'm not crazy. Um, but anyway, I, I do, I have this sermon this morning. Um, but I just ask that you would bear with me um, because I did write this in October. Um, and so... A lot of times I like to be prepared um, in thinking about what's to come for weeks ahead of time. And so this morning was just a little bit short notice. Um, so just bear with me, but I think um, the Lord is still going to speak this morning. So if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. When you give him the milk, he'll probably ask you for a straw. When he's finished... He'll ask for a napkin. Then he'll want to look in the mirror to make sure he doesn't have a milk mustache. When he looks in the mirror, he might notice his hair needs a trim. So he'll ask for a pair of scissors. When he's finished giving himself a trim, he'll want a broom to sweep up. He'll start sweeping. He might get carried away and sweep every room in the house. He may even end up washing the floors as well. When he's done, he'll probably want to take a nap. You'll have to fix up a little box for him with a little pillow and a blanket. He'll crawl in, make himself comfortable, and fluff the pillows a few times. He'll probably ask you to read him a story, so you'll read to him from one of your picture books, and he'll ask to see the pictures. When he looks at the pictures, he'll get so excited that he'll want to draw one of his own. He'll ask for paper and crayons, He'll draw a picture, and then when the picture is finished, he'll want to sign his name with a pen. Then he'll want to hang his picture on the refrigerator, which means he'll need scotch tape. He'll hang up his drawing and stand back to look at it. Looking at the refrigerator will remind him that he's thirsty, so he'll ask for a glass of milk. And chances are, if he asks for a glass of milk, he's going to want a cookie to go with it. Does anybody know what that's from? You ever heard that before? Yes, someone in the back has. It's a book, and it's called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. This um, was one of my favorite books growing up. Um, my mom used to read it to me, and it got to the point to where I had it memorized so we could go through and look at the pictures, and I could just read it to her before I could even read. Um, but I love this book, and it was actually um, mine and my brother's, but I have it now. Um, so 
it's very meaningful to me. So anyway, um, I love this book because it goes through a sequence of events. Um, the mouse starts off with one thing and then it leads to something else. Um, and I just thought that that was so funny when I was little and I just enjoyed it. Um, and I also liked the fact that this mouse was eating a cookie. I thought that was a cool thing. And I always wanted to eat a cookie with a mouse. Now, not so much. I don't want to eat a cookie with a mouse. Um, but I just thought that it was a really funny story and I really enjoyed it growing up. But this story um, made me start to think about the sequence of activities that I go through on a daily basis. Um, when I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I do is look at my phone, like I told you <laughs> that I did this morning, because my alarm is on there. And so I look at my phone, and then I go about getting ready for my day, and I make my lunch, and then I head out the door and I come to work. And then after work, I go home and I cook supper. And then um, if I have a meeting to go to, I go to a meeting or hang out and then um, go to bed. And then it all starts all over again the next day. Sometimes there's a few variations in there, but you get the gist of how it goes. I saw this quote the other day when I was scrolling through Facebook. And it said, what if today the only things you had were the things you thank God for yesterday? I've heard this quote before, and I've thought about it some, but I never truly considered it until this realization hit me. Each day that we get is a gift from God. It's freely given, but we get to decide what we do with it. Think about it like this. I want you to visualize with me that every morning when you wake up, there is a neatly wrapped package on your front door. It's got a big bow on it, and it's sitting right there on the doorstep as you walk out. And every morning when you walk out that door, you have the choice to walk right by it and not acknowledge that it's there or you can open it. Well, we do that every day when we choose to not acknowledge that Jesus has forgiven us our sins and change our actions because of it. I looked through the New Testament this past week and that's not true because I did this in October, but... Um, when I was writing this, I looked through um, the New Testament just to find some examples of Jesus directly giving forgiveness to people who came to him with their troubles, worries, sins, and I wanted to share a few of those with you. So the first one I found is from Matthew chapter 9, and it's verses 2 through 8. And then this is the story of the paralytic man who was so deeply desired healing so he could walk. That's what he wanted so badly. It says here in Matthew 9, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man laying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to a man. 
The second example comes from John chapter 8, verses 2 through 11. This is the story of the woman at the well. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using the question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. With the woman standing, still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. And finally, the last story I'll share comes from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. This is the story of the sinful woman anointing Jesus' feet. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissing them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited them saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell, me, tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owe money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither one of them had money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say amongst themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. A man in need of healing, a woman caught in the act of adultery, and a woman labeled with many sins. All sinners, 
all in need of grace, mercy, and forgiveness from their Savior. All approach Jesus with humility, yet also bringing their complete faith in their understanding of his power and ability to forgive. Without question, without hesitation, and without resentment, Jesus forgave each single one of these sinners. However, the place in every single one of these stories where we see a, set, a call set before us, a call to change, a plea to be different than we were before our forgiveness is found in one single command, and that is go. He tells the paralytic man, get up and take your mat and go home. He tells the woman caught in the act of adultery, go now and leave your life of sin. And finally, he tells the sinful woman who lays herself at his feet, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I don't know where God is calling you to go today. For the woman at the well, I believe her go was to go and tell everyone that she had been a prisoner to sin and bad decisions. But today, Jesus, the Savior, gave her freedom. For the man who had been unable to walk for the entirety of his life, his go was a literal for him, as he could use his legs for the first time. And for the woman whose life was full of sins that were not disclosed, the weight of those sins were lifted when Jesus commanded her to choose that day to go in peace. Today, I stand before you a sinner just like everyone else in this room. Every morning, I wake up and I am in need of God's grace and forgiveness upon my life just like everyone else. And every day, I have to choose to acknowledge that forgiveness and live my life based on that understanding. You're able to start the day a new and afreshed, you have that ability too because of God's forgiveness that he has given to you. But you must first choose Jesus to be able to live into that forgiveness and allow him to guide your day. We all know what happens now when you give a mouse a cookie. But we, what happens when you give a sinner forgiveness, my friends, that's up to you. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you that each day you give us, we are covered by your forgiveness of our many sins. God, help us to choose you each and every day that we are privileged to live on this earth. Help us to live into the calling that you have placed upon each of our lives and help us to continually put you first. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope this story, not well, the story spoke to you this morning, and I hope that, that God revealed something um, to you, whether it be a reminder that you do need to live out each day as if you have been forgiven, because that's one of the best gifts you'll ever get, and you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but we have it. Um, or if it's acknowledging that Jesus did die for your sins, and you've never acknowledged that before, Whatever it is that God is speaking to you today, I pray that you would just have a response of go, whatever that go may be for your life. Um, and now we're going to enter into a time of um, invitation, and that's just a time for you to come down front if there's a decision that you need to make, or if you need to sit quietly in your pew and talk to God, you can do that as well. However God is leading this morning, um, now is your chance to respond.
We're going to be looking at hymn number 317, Only Trust Him. Sorry, is it on? Hello. Okay. Um, sorry. So Gary said to have a sermon in my back pocket, but he didn't say how long. So you're welcome for getting out early. <laughs> um, but really, if you could remember uh, youth tonight, 515 here at church uh, for the rally over at Jonesboro Heights. Um, and then parents and children, if anyone would like to participate in Children's Sunday, uh, March the 31st, please come see me so we can get you plugged into that. Um, and just remember as well, no Dorcas tomorrow morning or the Jonah Bible study, okay? If you need me, call me. All right, let's say a prayer. God, we just thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning and for the word that you have brought to us. God, we just pray that 
we would remember that you have forgiven us, God, and that we would find freedom in that. God, I pray that we would also use that freedom to, to give it to others as well, God, to, to give freely and to offer them forgiveness. God, I pray you be with us now, that you would keep us safe, and that you would bring us back here next week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh.